The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Auto gutters, transform and roll out. Hey everyone, Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. We brought back one of our fan favorites to do this week's episode, Mike Price. You know, the guy who created F is for Family on Netflix. Little humble brag for the man right now. Mike hated JFK, the 1991 Oliver Stone film. And boy, does he drag it through the mud. Kevin Israel and I, do we like it? Do we agree with him? Find out. Before we get to it, hey, if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Just click subscribe and join us for our weekly merriment. And that's it. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much every single week for giving us an hour of your time and stopping by and saying hello on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. We thank you so much. And without further ado, Mike Price doing JFK. Gather round, here's what I know It's just that this cow has got to go I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's trending right now Yeah, that doesn't matter cause we're gutting the sacred cow now, if that's a fact, tell me, am I lying? Because you, you're part eggplant. Kevin Israel, name that film. You know, when you start reading these, these uh, quotes, I'm like, all right, he's going to get to a word and I'm going to be like, oh, I know what that is. He got to eggplant and I have no idea. Really? Nope. Okay. Kev, uh, Kevin Israel, we're joined by Mike Price, our buddy, the writer from The Simpsons and the creator for Evis for Family. Mike, how is it going? Good. I know what that movie's from. I bet you do. What is it? True Romance. You bet your ass it's True Romance. You know, I've never uh, seen True Romance. Said by Dennis Hopper to Christopher Walken while I believe James Gandolfini is waiting in the background to kill him or something. Oh, it's 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 a good movie. It's It's great. Tarantino's first written film. Of course, I did not want to include some of the other colorful dialogue in there. Because we don't want to get canceled. (laughs) Kevin, you've never seen True Romance. I'm floored. Who cares about true romance unless someone does it in the podcast? Mike, as I said before, one of our fan favorites, Mike Price. Mike, what are you up to? Tell the fine folks uh, where we can find you, what you're doing these days. Uh, well, I'm here. Uh, so happy to see you guys again. But uh, yes, uh, specifically, the fifth and final season of my Netflix uh, show, F is for Family. 
there's our poster, uh, is coming out on Thanksgiving Day, November 25th wow. of this year. So oh, cool. you'll have something to watch with your family over Thanksgiving weekend and see a family way more fucked up than yours, I hope. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So that's exciting. Very excited about that. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's going to be better than watching any the Lions do on that football day. I promise you yeah. that. Our only competition that weekend, it's this little thing called this three-part documentary by Peter Jackson about the Beatles. Who's going to watch that shit? You know, so. <laughs> or a little movie called Ghostbusters, which Kevin Israel is going to have oh, a real right. problem with for. But I think I'm already, I'm already gutting that sacred cow before I even saw that. Saw the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't Hilarious. know about that one. All right, so. Mike has come back. Mike has kind of taken on the role of our, our historian of the podcast with films that have to do with history. He did Argo, and this time he's choosing to a lot of people's chagrin, as we saw in this on today's Ask a Gutter, JFK, 1991, budget, 40 million bucks, a box office haul of 205.4 million. 2021 money, 77.8 million, 399.9 million dollars. Lot of scatterol. I am, as we all know, IMDb one through ten with decimal points. Mike, you know the game. What did JFK score on the IMDb Boy, chart? I'm going to say like an eight point seven. Kevin Israel, eight nine, eight flat. Wow. Nine. Rotten Tomatoes, as you know, one through one hundred. Kevin Israel, critic score, JFK. I feel like the critics like this one. I'm going to say 87. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to guess probably around there. I'm going to hope that some critics were a little smarter than that and say 82. 84. Oh, all right. Split, Split the, the baby. Yeah. Kevin Israel. I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, what is the audience Rotten Tomato score? Oh, I bet it's higher than that. I'm going to say like uh, 89. Kevin Israel? I feel like the audience, I feel like this might have been more the critics than the audience. So I'm going to go 80 flat. 88. Mike Price oh! showcases ah, again. Wow. <laughs> well, I went over, so I don't know if that counts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By $1. Style. Yeah. Yeah. Quotes, you don't know shit because you've never been fucked in the ass. Oh, that was. <laughs> Come on. You're a fine looking man, Mr. Garrison. Did, get... did JFK say that line in the movie? <laughs> no, that was Jackie O oh, who okay. said that. Oh, I see. <laughs> Might have been, might have been John Junior. You never know. Oh you, boy! When I get out of here, I'm going to come see you. We'll have some fun. And of course, I've been saying this since 1991. Back and to the left. Yeah. Back yeah. and to the left. Kevin Israel, yeah. any quotes jump out to you? Is this off the record, Daddy O? <laughs> Just the fact that they wrote that line is Daddy O. <laughs> oh man, Love I've been man. sleeping for three years. And I didn't write down the whole sentence. I don't know why, but they said it a couple of times, actually. All the sacred cows since World War II. I missed that. How do we go? They said, they said uh, sacred cow like two or three times in it. It's, How, oh, wow. What wow. did I miss that? Yeah. The title of wow. this very show. Yeah. Man. Wow. Slipping. Hey, Mike, how about you? Any quotes? Uh, aside from, ow, <laughs> as uttered by JFK. <laughs> um, ow. <laughs> Ow! Era, uh, ow, era, era, era. My head's era. missing, era. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just that one, like, black is white, people. White is black. We're through the looking glass, glass here. You know, all that Jeff and Kevin Costner stuff. Five fun facts. 
Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. How about you boys take a stab and try and guess who turned down the role of Jim Garrison? Huge names in the nineties. Huge. A list all the way. Wow. Even bigger than uh all right, Tom Hanks. No, but I like the way you think. Anyone else? Gibson. Gibson is one of them. Hey! Oh, okay. Want to take a Oliver guess on the Stone other one? Directed Oliver Stone directed. So I'm going to think of anything else from Oliver. Charlie Sheen, Oliver Stone's <laughs> poet. News. We're, we're through the looking glass, people. No. Uh, <laughs> the answer is Harrison Ford. Oh, I could have seen course. that. I could have sure. seen that. Harrison Ford was taking a break from acting then, and Mel Gibson had a strained dinner meeting. Um, but, the, but can you imagine if Mel Gibson did to this? It, Oliver Even Stone. Mel yelled, Gibson and, thought. Look, this is too crazy. <laughs> the conspiracies in this are too crazy, even for Kevin, for Mel Gibson. Can you imagine Oliver Stone going, cut, Mel. The line is, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't kill Kennedy. The line is not, the Jews killed Kennedy. Okay, Mel? That was his big problem with the script. Costner took $7 million for the role in a percentage of the box office. Want to oh, take- he did all right. Yeah, he did pretty damn yeah. well. Uh, I'm not going to, this is a tough one playing considered for the role of X Marlon Brando. Oh, he would have been good. Frank Whaley was supposed to play the role of E. Harvey Oswald. That guy's been passed over like a sorority girl during pledge time was set to play the role of Lee Harvey Oswald. And then learned by reading a magazine that Gary Oldman got the role instead. Stone apologized and had him play the Harvey impersonator in the film. Right. Interesting. Kevin Costner, number three, went to bat for John Candy because Oliver Stone wanted to cut all of his scenes. Stone then wrote a letter to Candy apologizing for for uh, not for considering cutting his his scenes. And I think they uh, that played in well Four original cut was going to take a guess how long even longer than a Judd Apatow film, guys. (laughs) Four, 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 flat. Hours, four hours yeah four hours flat four and a half hours that wow. is what wow. more were they gonna fit were they gonna show when wow. jfk was going to the bathroom like what? <laughs> he's dead in five minutes in kevin no they yeah. showed rfk they, catching it they just added about a hundred more back into the left from that one scene <laughs> A lot more of the Shaw stuff was cut, as well as Jim Garrison almost getting set up in the men's airport bathroom, which is on the director's cut. Thank Uh, you. Number five, I I think you might have known this, but it's good to remind those who don't. Woody Harrelson's dad was a convicted hitman on murders of three different separate occasions. On the third occasion, he admitted to killing a judge as well as part of being part of being part of the JFK assassination for photographic analysis by forensic artists concluded that um, Woody Harrelson's dad is one of the three hobos led away from the scene. He's not. He's not. He's not. Photographic evidence. At photographic evidence, he's not. Those three guys were identified by name. They were arrested on the day. It's in the Dallas police police department files, which have been uh, hidden. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, here oh, we go. Here oh, we go. No, 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 no. Relax. Soon. Relax, guys, because we have now, Mike, our new section called <laughs> Ask a Gutter, where our gutter, our fans write in and have comments or questions for you. All right. Ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. Ask a gutter. 
Xiphos wants to say Stone is a hack and a conspiracy frauder, fraudster. So it would have sucked harder than a two peso TJ Hooker on a two for one night. Leave the jokes to us, Xiphos. How about that? TJ Hooker. Waka. Mwah, mwah. No, no, as in, well, Tijuana Hooker. Tijuana meant, Hooker, yeah. but it did sound like. I wonder if TJ Hooker then is a TV show is a joke about. Maybe it's an inside joke. Maybe you know. Shat, maybe Shatner gave Heather Locklear a shot back into the left out of his you-know-what. For Mike, imagine if social media existed since 1960. What impact would it have on the discourse of the assassination of JFK oh and the release of the Oliver Stone movie decades later? Thoughts? It would have been crazy off the rails. If, if Twitter or the social media existed then, it would have been like just even crazier than it than it got than it is now. It just would have been, I don't know, man. It would have just been just insane. Uh, pedestrian at best says JFK. It was one of the most boring movies. I absolutely love LOL as for the Highlander. That's for the Highlander part. Uh, Geek vibe nations, big website, big fans of ours, possibly Oliver Stone's worst movie ever. Did they not see U turn? Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, no, we've went through that stuff already. Any other questions? Uh, where is no, not that one, not that one, not that one. Oh, uh, Bex is at Zen's producer. KG, do not let him drag JFK. It is a goddamn classic. She also asked, did this movie make him more or less suspicious that there was a conspiracy? You're asking me? Yes, asking you, sir. Uh, well, it's an interesting story because one of the other people asked, uh, I remember seeing on Twitter today was like, when I saw the movie, before I saw the movie, like for a lot of the 80s or so, I was reading a lot of conspiracy books. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know. You never know. I could be, you know. And then I saw the movie and I was like, this is insane. This is crazy. I mean, holy shit. I mean, this is one of the craziest things of all time, if this is true. And then I read an amazing book that that cleared it all up for me that I'll talk about in my in my segment. But the, Excellent. It, by, by now, for the last 20, almost 30 years, I've been absolutely 100% convinced that it was no conspiracy that it's Lee Harvey Oswald. Our next I, guest. I will never be convinced against that. David, the producer asks, who does Mike think really shot JFK? Fun fact, I have cocktails with Jim Garrison's niece here in New Orleans yeah. frequently. That was the question. Lee okay. Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald shot President Kennedy and Jim Garrison's niece his, her, had an uncle who was a lunatic. <laughs> At, at, at JLEDs, if a loved one walked in on you doing what Joe Pesci, Kevin Bacon, and Tommy Lee Jones were doing, how would you attempt to rationalize your behavior? We all know what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> I, uh, I think I answered back then on Twitter. I'd be like, ah, honey, <laughs> you know, uh, we're just hanging around with the boys. I'm dressed boys up like, being boys, you know, like Mercury, is. you know, putting the gold paint on the gold finger act, you know, Kevin Bacon in a wig. What's not to love? Uh, at Newark Knight, Brandon Oglesby, he wants to know, I guess this kind of answers it from your previous question, but what was your position on JFK's death before you saw the movie? Yeah, I, I like I was really deep into a lot of the, read a lot of conspiracy books and everything and was sort of uh, thinking that it was one of those things before I saw the movie. The movie, the movie certainly con- confused me. And then I read this book called Case Closed by Gerald Posner that really set me straight. So noted. Welp. In the honor and spirit of time, Kevin Israel, we shall now let our guest do what he has been uh, itching, like, you know, pawing and sniffing like Dwight Gooden, uh, the 86 <laughs> Mets won the World Series and getting ready to hop on that parade and doing coke and then falling asleep through the parade. Let's have Mike Price go and do. And that is um, the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. 
well. First, I will say that it is a JFK. John Oliver Stone is an incredibly talented filmmaker. It's an amazing achievement. Uh, it's really beautifully made. It's got some of the amazing, most amazing actors. Like it's like an IMDb from like heaven with like every great actor in the world is in it. Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Donna. As a as a film as an act of filmmaking, it's amazing. As a movie that attempts to sort of tell some kind of truth about what happened to John F. Kennedy, it's probably the most irresponsible piece of filmmaking I think ever committed to film. It's done more disservice. It's it's fueled more absolute batshit lunacy than anyone I could ever have done. If he had just wanted to make a documentary. Hey, it's me, Oliver Stone. Here's what I think happened and presented a documentary film, whatever. That's okay. But to make it a fictional film starring Kevin Costner, and if it had been Harrison Ford, maybe even worse, although Kevin Costner was sort of fresh off of the untouchables at this time. And I think maybe he had done Dancing with Wolves, whatever. He was mm-hmm. a big star, but he's there dressed in that three-piece suit, looking like a little bit like Gregory Peck and To Kill a Mockingbird with that same kind of like Southern accent. Oh, I'm just a homespun lawyer trying to find the truth, you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know, and to put it in the, mo- uh, in the words of this guy and making him a hero where the real person, this is going back to David, the producer's uh, friend, who is the real, the real uh, Jim Garrison's niece, uh, to put it in the person of this guy, create this character of Jim Garrison as the hero of this movie, just out there to find the truth. When any any uh, rational reading of the real history of this is that that guy that Kevin Costner played was one of the most irresponsible, virtually insane, lunatic, bullshit masters of all time. Like this thing that he did was he decided to 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 put on a trial five years or so after the assassination to completely um, destroy the reputation of this guy named Clay Shaw, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones in the movie. And first of all, I'm, I'm getting it all over the place. The movie is one of the most homophobic movies of all time, first of all, <laughs> as well. And like they go like, he's a homosexual. He has to have killed the president. And all these scenes were like Tommy Lee Jones is like licking his lips and like, oh, oh, look at that boy. You know, it's so awful. It's so terrible. It's so homophobic. The scenes with Joe Pesci, the one that's behind you, Kevin, the, this crazy thing. It's actually it was based on a photograph from the 1940s that showed this guy real the real Clay Shaw in these kinds of costumes because it was New Orleans and it was Mardi Gras. It was a picture of a Mardi Gras ball. I went to college <laughs> in New Orleans with the Tulane University where what they do during Mardi Gras time, all the rich guys who live in New Orleans, they go to these balls and they get dressed up in those kinds of costumes. They dress up like French courtiers, whatever. That's what it was. It wasn't some crazy goddamn homosexual orgy where like in that crazy seat, like Joe Pesci is like whipping, whipping Tommy Lee Jones. And I read, I read, I read that Tommy Lee Jones came to Oliver Stone because I was, I was, I was watching the movie again uh, over the weekend and I'd forgotten about that scene. And I was like, Oh my God, poor Tommy Lee Jones. Oliver <laughs> Stone made him get dressed up in gold and be whipped around by Joe Pesci. And then I read that it was Tommy Lee Jones's idea that he went to Oliver Stone. And he's <laughs> oh. like, you got to put me in the gold paint, man. So like, I got no sympathy for Tommy Lee Jones, but um, anyway, it's it's an incredible piece of character assassination against this guy. He was dead by the time the movie was made, so he couldn't sue. But like Jim Garrison was a dangerous lunatic who was out just to sort of create publicity for himself. He was well known in New Orleans as a complete maniac, like a 
like a bullshit artist of like the highest degree, like nowhere near this guy, this paragon of virtue who's just out to, to, to set the record straight. He was a complete, absolute maniac, lunatic, nut, conspiracy idiot, you know, who, who has no point in being like the hero of a movie. Of anything, I wish they could have made a real movie. Maybe I'll, if I get a chance to make movies someday, I'll make a movie about how crazy this guy really was. He was thoroughly discredited. He was well known to have bribed and, and done intimidated people and, and made up stuff and changed the stories. It's super documented. There's an amazing website that's just called the JFK Files from the JFK thing that has like, it, they literally have a, a, a page on the website called the hundred mistakes in this movie. And they're super documented. The movie's just full of shit. It's like, it's like, okay, imagine this now. I mean, it's, I mean, okay. Kennedy was killed almost 60 years ago now. Uh, so it was way before any of us knew anything was going on, you know, before most of us were born. So it's a, it's a past, it's a past thing, but imagine now, imagine, let's say 10 years from now. Okay. This is what this movie is like. Imagine if, Imagine if right now or 10 years from now, one of the great directors of our time, uh, Martin Scorsese, let's say, or, or uh, Peter Jackson or, uh, you know, super respected filmmaker decided to make a movie about the, the shooting of all those kids in Connecticut at Newtown or Sandy Hook, saying it was all a hoax, that all the kids were not there, nobody was killed, and starring Tom Hanks as Alex Jones. That is what this movie is. It wow. Is taking wow. A total, it is taking a total maniac who like just, who like just spread so much bullshit and as, as bad as that, almost as bad as that, and making him into this hero, like a, like a, like a, a hero. That is not who he is. It would be like if they did a movie about QAnon and they starred Reese Witherspoon as Marjorie Taylor Greene. It is that <laughs> bad. It is like it is like elevating a person who is who d- deserves to be scorned, deserves to be remembered as like a total sham and making him the hero is out to find the truth. I mean, it, it, all, all I can tell you is. I mean, I could go on and on and on about all the pieces of the stuff that 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 he purports to show and everything, but it's. It's, it's Oliver Stone, like basically bought bought this, you know, read this book by this guy by Jim Garrison, and said, "Oh my God, this feeds into everything I believe about what's going on," you know. And Oliver Stone had his own problems about the Vietnam War, and he he ties it all into like they killed Kennedy to, to keep the Vietnam War going, whatever, you know. But he literally bought whatever. lock, stock, and barrel all this guy's bullshit. The, the book he wrote in like the late 80s called On the Trail of the Assassins, it's so full of shit. It's so full of lies and, and like crazy stuff. Um, it doesn't hold up to any scrutiny at all. And uh, like I said, like when I was younger, uh, I first saw like the Zapruder film on TV and I was like, wow, that looks weird, you know, and I read about it. And I read a couple of books. There's one book I read. I remember reading at the time a little bit l- earlier called Best Evidence. That was all about purporting that the, uh, the autopsy doctors uh, like hid stuff or like destroyed Kennedy's brain, or whatever. And I was like, "Well, that makes sense to me," you know, as a young as a young guy. And then, and then, literally, if if you're into the if you're into the JFK stuff at all, and you really want to have put your put your mind at ease, read this book. It's by Gerald Posner. It came out in 1993. It's called Case Closed. It is like a 950 page book that lays out in exhaustive. Ugh exhaustive detail every single thing that happened 
it, it paints a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald as, as what he was, a guy who was like a really weird, messed up kid who was bullied in school and never had a, never had a good life and, and, and was married to this woman. He went, he thought he could find happiness in Russia. He didn't. He came back. He was really screwed up, a, a messed up, fucked up loser who happened to get this job at the Texas School Book Depository. I believe it was he got the job after the parade route had already been set. So and he got it only because he had, he got fired from another job he was at because he fucked up. And his wife's friend's friend knew a guy who knew a guy who worked at the Texas School Book Depository. He got on that job. You know, that's how he got there. Um, he and then with the thing with Jack Ruby was that Jack Ruby literally like it's a crazy story, but he he had gone to downtown to to Dallas that day to uh, to go to the Western Union office to send some money to the, one of these women who worked at his club. And he just happened to be walking by. The, he walked by the police department and the guy who was blocking the door moved away from the door for a second to like direct traffic, you know, and the door happened to be open. He walked in and literally five seconds later, Oswald got off the elevator and he was like, holy shit, there he is. I got a gun in my pocket. Blam, blam, blam. Anyway, uh, I, I, I sound like a lunatic right now, but uh, read the book. It, you know, Oswald did it. Ruby was not there to kill Oswald, you know, and all this stuff. It's like there's a thing called Occam's razor. Have you heard of that? Which is like the simplest yeah. solution is usually the most important, the, the most logical one. That's what it is. So, and for Oliver Stone to then sort of make this movie that, like you said, like made $400 million, whatever, and like probably got Oscar nominations. I forget what it, whatever it did. And it's become like everyone talks about it. Now it's the one thing that people who know, if you ask what JFK, they probably mentioned this movie in the back and through the left and all that stuff. None of it makes none of it. None of it is true. None of it is makes sense. The whole thing with the back and to the left is is very very logically explained through computer analysis. They did it a few years ago, how the bullet works and everything. If you read that book, really, it'll, it'll make you less worried about other things. Like you can sort of like ah, now I can feel better. <laughs> That's one less thing to worry about because there's not like a conspiracy of eight thousand people to hide all this crazy stuff. Like it's so simple that it was one crazy fucking lunatic who happened to have a job to put him, put him right there where he could shoot the president. That's what happened. And that's why the movie is, is really, really deeply irresponsible. And uh, it really, it's not a good movie. <laughs> other, than, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> and it also has a lot of tropey things in it that I, that I really hate too. When I watched it, like Sissy Spacek is in it. Amazing actress. So mm-hmm. good. And she's reduced to this role that he also, there was also that part in the untouchables of like the wife who's like, Oh, I worry about you. I'm your wife. All I do is worry about you. And he's like, but I gotta go. I'm searching for the truth. Oh. And like, there's a big fight scene where she's yelling at him. And then later on, later on, she comes around. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> you know? But he's not. It's so funny. You watch that scene. Like, I know I mentioned QAnon and, uh, and Alex Jones, but it is like, you can watch it. And you can see how someone becomes like twisted by believing these insane conspiracies. Like, like there's a there's a couple of scenes where Kevin Costner was saying, like, yeah, but what about the guy behind the the bush, you know, and with the umbrella man and everything? And Sissy Spacek is like, you're crazy, you you're losing your mind, and like the kids are right here. The kids want to the kids want to see their daddy, and he's like, but I got to find the truth. That's what it must be like in these houses where you read these stories about the people who get seduced into the these crazy conspiracies that are out now. Like you're like, 
oh my God, like you used to be a rational, normal person and you're, you're throwing your life away on this insanity. And that's what, if, that's what it, when I was watching those scenes, I was like, wow, that must be what it must be like going on in these people's houses now where like their dad or their grandfather is like believing all this insane stuff about pizza gates and all that stuff. And he got reelected too. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, he, went and be- he went and became a judge. Yeah. He became a judge. That's true. And he's in the movie. Yeah. Or something yeah. in the movie. He plays... Supreme Court Justice. Justice United yeah. States. Uh, anyway, that's give me, my Mike. Give me a number one to ten. Oh, zero. Wow. <laughs> so you you couldn't you didn't even enjoy it just as a movie. When I was watching like, it just now, I was like, why did I why did I pick this movie? Because now I have to watch it again. Yeah. Plus it's three hours. Three and eight uh, hours and cheap. Right, right, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a one for, I'll give it a one for filmmaking and for it was nice. But even then it was nice to see, oh Jack Lemon. Oh, Walter Matthau. I was yeah. like, oh, those poor guys at the end of their lives, they had to be in this this piece of shit. <laughs> had to. Mike, this is not Leningrad. They had choices yeah. here. <laughs> they took true. a paycheck That's to be true. in this. That's did about true. A, a nice paycheck. <laughs> That's true. They did. They probably got paid well. And John Candy, who I love, is great, but he's so crazy. He's in a whole other movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he really. That's a great. That's a great explanation of his character. He's like an SCTV sketch. He's in those sunglasses. I tell you, boy, blah, blah, blah. he's like, yeah. all right. He was, at least he's entertaining. He's Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Kevin Israel, why don't you lead off this one, sir? Oh man, you're gonna make me lead off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this is gonna be quick. <laughs> so I, this is one of those movies that I haven't thought about. Until until Kev said, "Hey, Mike wants to do." Actually, you know what, Mike? I think you brought up JFK on the last uh, well, when we, we did Argo about Argo. Yeah, you started. Yeah, you right, you yeah. like went off on a JFK tangent. So when so when Kev hit me up and said, "Yeah, Mike's gonna finally uh, finally fulfill his JFK dream," I was like, <laughs> "Ah, I gotta watch this movie again because this came out in '91." So I was a sophomore in high school. I don't think I saw it in the movie theater, but I remember them talking about it in in like social studies or history class or whatever. And, you know, when you learn, when you're in middle school and, or even high school and you're learning history, you just go through the motions. Like JFK was killed in 63. Lee Harvey Oswald shot him. Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald onto Nixon or whatever, <laughs> like moving on. And it's, and like, that's it. And you're just like, okay. And, and you don't right. question anything. And so then when you right. see, you know, and unless you get into real, unless you become a historian or you studied like deeper into history, you just go through your whole life going, well, that's what happened. And I'm not going to question it because, you know, a, a big book said so. So then when this movie came out, I don't remember when I saw it. I remember, I do remember watching it and thinking this movie is much smarter than me. Like I remember because this is one of those movies that you you can't not pay attention to a part because everything has to tie together for at the end for you to be like, oh, I get it. And if you miss one, like the beginning where where uh, Jack Lemmon gets it gets pistol whipped. Mm -hmm. Like I remember thinking just last night when I watched this, I was like, what what is that going to have to do with anything? And then it doesn't come up again till like an hour later. They bring it back and it's like. Oh, that's right. He got, and it, the movie's so long that it feels like it was years ago that that happened. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so much of that in this movie that you have that it, it's it 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 basically punishes the viewer for not paying one thousand percent attention. And in 1991, yeah. probably moviegoers and you know people watching at home did because there was nothing else to do. But now 
when you have your phone and you're, you know, your wife is yelling at you and, you know, she comes in halfway and she goes, so what's this movie about? And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Let me explain to you. She's like, so what's the theory? And I was like, it's too long. She's the one now saying, your kids want to say goodbye yeah. to daddy. She's like, you've been watching this movie for nine hours. Because <laughs> I had to keep rewinding to remember who these people are. Um, yeah. it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a Ken Burns documentary without this shitty haircut. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, that's not true. The movie had a lot of shitty haircuts. Oh, that's oh true. God. Oh, damn. Oh, Joe Pesci, especially. Pesci, yeah. Pesci's, Pesci's hair. Pesci was supposed to have a, hair, a bad hairpiece, but it's yeah. like nobody's, nobody's, nobody with any money has that bad of a hairpiece. Like, if we you, had it supposed to be. I, I, yeah. If you look at the, if you see the photos of these guys, like Dean Andrews, John Candy's character is a spitting fucking oh, really? image. And the and, eyebrows, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. And David Ferry. And, and well, David Ferry like, had alopecia. Yeah. He had alopecia. He had no hair. So he had like paste on eyebrows and he wore Oh, that's just, yeah. It's okay. yeah. So everything was pretty true yeah. to what they look yeah. like. Just want to throw it out there. It's, it was that just true. Tracking. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, I mean, that was, that, it was cartoonish. But this was, for for me, Mike, not having read any of the the. Uh, the conflicting or, or or disagreeing texts out there, you know, you watch it and you go, I, yeah, I mean, look, you know, the war machine is a huge money making industry. They, you know, if if, J- if JFK was really out there to try to get out of Vietnam, where they, you know, they were just churning out helicopters. I mean, I think they said at the end of the war they went through five thousand helicopters and right, you know, yeah. machine and no, everything else. True. Like it, 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 it makes. It makes enough sense if you have if you're at all skeptical about the government, if you have any doubts about the government and any any willingness to believe that the government is in a, it's serving in its own self-interest. Uh, you know, and I, I, I worked in state government for many years. So that for me, this wasn't that far. I mean, I've never seen anything like this, but uh, in, in action, but it's not that far of a leap to think people are so greedy that, and they right. want to keep their hold on that machine that they would go out and you know if it look jfk was very very popular and if he was going to push this whole new agenda through that was going to completely change the course of america's foreign policy especially as it relates to defense mm-hmm. I, you know it made it makes sense right and and I, yes I, yeah. and I, I i agree with you on the occam's razor thing 100 percent. look very rarely is is the more complicated explanation the more convoluted concept correct or, or, or reasoned. But yeah. for, for me, for, for watching this, look, without, without going into further research, the whole thing makes sense. It doesn't make easy sense. That's, that's why it's such a, that's why it's such an insidious movie because yeah, it no, makes you, absolute bullshit seem, seem reasonable when it's not, when none of it is true. And it makes, I mean, I know, I think LBJ was a insane, crazy guy too, like escalated the war, but like, this, base, this movie basically says that he LBJ had Kennedy assassinated. You know, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it doesn't not, basically say it. He says it. Yeah, he, he says that LBJ true. was in on it, which right, is, yeah. which obviously is 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 definitely going far. Yeah, so. But look, aside from aside from the theory, because I, you know I, we could debate the theory of the movie forever. Yeah. The movie itself is is a tough watch because again, it does require require you to remember all of these pieces. The performances that everybody was completely overacting in this movie in my opinion kevin costner who i I don't know why we keep getting him forced upon us and people insisting that he's a great actor because he's not he is and he he always got you think you think he's a great actor kev 
I enjoy several of his films. I shall I, say, Field of Dreams, I, I enjoy. I enjoy his films. I enjoy his films 100%. McFarlane, He's a USA. terrible actor, though. Depends, <laughs> de- depends what it is. If it's a jock film, and I hated Tin Cup, and I don't like Bull Durham, but I like McFarland USA, and I love, love, love Field of Dreams. Now, he gets a little wonky yeah. in certain other things. I didn't see. Dances yeah. with Wolves was boring. He won, a, he won the Academy Award. I forgot what won that year, but it was horseshit that what he what won that year. I mean, Waterworld, do you want to go down that road? Not really. But there are other things he's – I wouldn't say he's terrible. I, I oh, think Vince with oh. Wolves might have beat out Goodfellas. That's I it. Think. That's No, you're 100% right. It did beat yeah. out Goodfellas. Why, and yeah, and you know what? Shit. All of those movies you picked are great movies because of the great movies. They're, they're, they're great. Field of Dreams is a great movie because it's a yeah. great movie. Not because of, not because of yeah. Kevin Costner. Kevin yeah. Costner is just a guy rolling along with the plot doing his weird his accents i don't know why whoever taught him to do this new orleans accent was somebody who saw a cartoon of somebody doing a new orleans accent everybody in this movie is doing this weird cajun (laughs) sort of new orleans accent that is such a character and is so off-putting it took me out of the movie so many times it would almost be better if they just didn't do an accent they should yeah. have. They should have just not done an accent because it would have. It would have been less distracting than when they were all trying yeah. to do that weird. Thing like with in the, the in the Untouchables, he's not doing. Hey, you're going down there to area Chicago to get yeah, right. the pool there. Right. He's right. just doing Kevin Costner. Yeah. Right. So. And look, yeah, the, the joke with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, was that you know he started doing an English accent, and then they were finally like, you know what? He pri- he princess laid that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I mean, again, this cast is like Mike said, it's a monster cast, but everybody, everybody just is overacting. So, and so much Pesci's character, obviously is supposed to be a cartoonish character, but holy shit, Kevin Bacon, when he appeared, I completely forgot Kevin Bacon was in it. Kevin Bacon saw like a gay porno and was like, I guess that's how gay, gay guys act. And and that was what do you just mean? What, what do you what do you mean? You guess <laughs> from what I've from what the ladies tell me. Uh, the only one who like really acts in this movie and really puts on a tour de force performance is the guy who you'd expect to Gary Oldman. Gary Always Oldman does. Is, yeah, Gary Oldman good. is a monster in this. He becomes the guy. Apparently, he went and studied like. He met with uh, with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's wife and he learned all about him and he, he did his own research because Gary Oldman is a fucking nutcase like that. And he was great. Everybody else around him yeah, was ridiculous. Yeah. John Candy was insanity. Absolute <laughs> insanity. I can't believe Stone wrote an apology letter. I don't care <laughs> if people like to part, but <laughs> he started when he said daddy-o. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was supposed to be an attorney. And I know I, I was an attorney and I know a bunch of asshole attorneys, but that was bananas. And even if that that's how the guy was, holy shit. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You hit the right yeah. tip, tip, but the wrong ha ha. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's a quote. Uh, man. The no, was- one thing that's hilarious in this movie that I found, I found unintentionally hilarious is that Wayne uh, Knight is in yeah. it, you know, who plays Newman on Seinfeld. And oh, then yeah. Seinfeld did that entire episode starring Keith Hernandez. <laughs> that's all about that. And with the back and to the left and everything. And he's in it. It's so funny. Oh, that's There's one funny. point where Wayne Knight has a look on his face. That is the classic, like, hello, Jerry face. Yeah. And there were a bunch, there were a lot of scenes in this movie where they clearly just wanted to have, you know, they wanted to get into uh, Costner's Garrison's personality and his life and make more of a story out of it than just a kind of a documentary. So, and a lot of it just didn't, it just was so, Stupid. The scene where he finds out that RFK dies and then he goes in 
and he bangs his wife. Like that's, he's so upset because you know what you know what gets me funny assassination. <laughs> Fuck you! Did you hack at my computer? That's exactly what I wrote verbatim. Seriously, right. verbatim. That's the, that's the scene where she's like, "I'm sorry, I doubted you." Yeah, right. Well, let's do it. Right. Yeah, and then they just start. Bang. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I wish she did it when Martin Luther King got shot too, just yeah, so that really, could have been yeah. like his thing. Like, oh, whenever somebody gets, I gotta fuck whenever somebody then gets. You find killed. out that he's behind all these assassinations. Yeah. That's the only way he gets. It's just his way to get laid. That's right. My wife will only bang me. John Lennon. Wait. Hey, honey. Ronald. I haven't had sex in a while. I'm going to go to New York and shoot John Lennon. Wait, honey. Robert Ronald Reagan got shot but didn't die. Can I get at least a blowjob? Yeah, it's, I mean, you'll get a dry handy. That's what you get for that. <laughs> Look at Mike crack it up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's, and then the um, th- this whole scene, like obviously there was no way for them to know that this happened, and it's right. it's it's utterly ridiculous. The whole thing is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> but look, I, I I could go on, but for me. It was an interesting movie, all the facts in it. The story in it was, I just didn't really care about Garrison's life. It was a lot of overacting. And, yeah. I, you know, it's not a movie that I'll ever, I'll ever like rush to see again. But because Mike brought it up, I might check out that book, but I have to see if I can dedicate six it's years of my life book. to reading it. It's an excellent, excellent book. So, and all of that, I rest my case. Give me a number. Five. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you get fantastic T-shirts, hoodies, hats, bags, mugs, hell, cell phone holders, and even JFK armor plates to put in your suit so you don't get assassinated. How about that? Or a helmet for him in that case. Guttingthesacredcow.com every day. Also, has blog articles. Make sure you like and subscribe to us on YouTube, as well as all social media outlets. Notes, I forgot John Williams did the music for this. Another gem in the goat's crown. There's no one better. Fight me. Can you imagine being in a bar when any of our last three presidents got shot? You'd hear a lot more than a single shut the fuck up after one person claps and cheers. (laughs) Jack Ruby, played by Lou the Caddy Master and Noah from Noah's Arcade. Did you catch that? Right. Brian Doyle Murray. Yep. Lou jacked up the price of Coke. He's been losing at the track. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Must have been weird for all of JFK's side pieces to tell Jackie O at the wake that they're sorry for her loss. <laughs> I would love to have a hobnobbing of these characters. Tommy from Goodfellas, Nikki from Casino, and David Ferry. I bet they all have a lot in common. <laughs> this is a very impressive star-studded cast from the last 40 years of movie history. It's very, very impressive how they assembled all these Top-notch ones. If your boss wants to do a walking tour of New Orleans at 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday, time to find a new job. <laughs> I thought it was fun seeing Pesci and Candy stepping outside their normal, typical you know, roles as, uh, as, uh, as a wackadoo lawyer and the uh, insane, defrocked gay priest. I got a kick out of that. 20 bucks for gay sex with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Israel, put your wallet away. It's just a movie. Do you think when Garrison is dropping some of these conspiracy theories, Wayne Knight character says, ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Now, Jim Garrison decides to have a meeting on Easter Sunday and no one in his office or Clay Shaw says, fuck off. I'm having Easter ham and looking for eggs that day. Pick another one. 
<laughs> Everyone in this movie smokes like they're waiting for their baby to be born or they're about to walk the green mile. <laughs> I mean, Big Tobacco did not kick in a few bucks for this film. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Right. That's the real killer. Yeah, right. <clears throat> that costume party scene brought Kevin Israel back to week four of pledging. Week five, he was spray painted bronze and wore a King Tut mask while his nipples were being pinched. This from brother, take your pants down. <laughs> I love the David Ferry spilling his guts in that hotel room scene. That, that's fantastic. I did think there's a lot of good tension scenes, especially when the DA employees get the screws put to them. Uh, I enjoyed that. The fl- now, I read a lot of JFK books too, sir. I've not read the one that you have sp- uh, specified. I read the Fletcher Prudy book, the guy who's known as X. That book is drier than a cat's tongue. All right. So <laughs> it's going to take a lot to get through that, but quite informative. Uh, <laughs> Anyone else waiting for Donald Sutherland to tell Kevin Costner, I'm not joking. This is my job. (laughs) At Animal House reference, fell fell on one set of ears. Okay. Uh, Bill and Lou, who worked in the DA's office, their Louisiana accent is more Bugs Bunny than Bayou. (laughs) I like alliteration, if you couldn't tell. Maybe I'm, but you already said this, but I don't give a shit. Maybe I'm different, but the assassinations... (laughs) assassinations of public or political figures don't get me sexually fired up like jim garrison and his wife do (laughs) kevin israel i'm shocked you didn't point this one out the courtroom scene the very end had one of garrison's witnesses standing directly in front of clay shaw's desk that's the man i go wait a minute last i checked witnesses can't leave the stand (laughs) that doesn't happen you know what? When the once the once it got to the court scene, I stopped taking notes because I was like, "All right." It was just. But my wife and I both said, "Why is he standing in front yeah. of him?" Yeah. As someone it who's been really, it would be really funny after that giant speech. Someone said, "Like, sir, this is an Arby's or one of those jokes." <laughs> sir, the lines back there. <laughs> yes, this uh, is a ton of skewed bullshit in this film, but. I find this film entertaining as all hell. Look, they passed a law because of this film. They passed a law for the Information Act to be passed to the public. That's some shit. Give it credit. So that way the public has access to hidden documents. This book sparked me to read at least five books on JFK. And I really wish 2029 would be be here tomorrow because I'm dying to see all those documents. Now, you talked about Lee Harvey Oswald. I disagree with you. I think it was a conspiracy, but I don't think it was the way that it went down. The answer is who killed JFK? The mob killed him. Why? Because Joe Kennedy got his son's sons in office and got him through the mob. To say they're going to lay off, you can go do what the fuck you want, right. and everything's hunky-dory. Once the Kennedys got in office, that's when the mob said, Joe, tell your boys to calm the fuck down. Joe tried telling them to do that. That's how Marilyn Monroe got killed. They were supposed to take her to some family. Is it Whore Island? I think they called it something like that. She was supposed to be killed at the island. Joe told JFK, do not bring her down here. She is going to get killed. And then, of course, she All dies right. later on. Okay. My answer is, I think Traficante's, uh, Traficante's the right. guys did that. because or, again, All right, that's well, fine. You disagree? I completely, 100% okay. disagree. It was just this poor, and then, this and poor then, asshole with a gun. And then RFK fucking gets whacked after the same thing later. Sirhan Sirhan with the whole, oh, it's a fucking, uh, uh, oh, yeah. God, what's that movie? The man, Not the Manhattan Project. What the fuck am I thinking of? Where he's brainwashed. Parallax View. Pan- 
No, uh, Angela Lansbury. They remade it a few years oh, ago. Oh, Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian yeah. Candidate. That's you a man, good one you got, too. You got Manchurian Candidate. No, please. Yeah, that was a mob saying RFK and JFK. You fucked this over. And now we're going to take care of you. Okay. Uh, this film has a ton of memorable, memorable characters. I love the stories, and I know the theories are all fucking wackadoo, but it's fun to watch. Is it historically accurate? No, it's not. This film passes the road test for me. I do like it. I really like it. Again, I know a lot of it is bullshit. It is the complete opposite of what a three-hour film is. It it moved for me. It moves very quickly. Doesn't feel like it drags. Doesn't bother me as long as it flows. This flowed. I know it's full of nonsense, but I still like the journey. Eight out of ten. So he should have said... Wow. Eight out of ten. He should have called it like FJL or something, you know, and like just change all the names, have it take place in like some city called, you know, Old... Old Orleans, whatever. Like if it was, a, it was a complete fictional movie. That's fine, but they're, they're trying to act like this real shit really happened. That's I know, problem. like a Sam Spade film noir, New that's Orleans, whatever. Problem. I yeah. hear you, and you did the same thing with Argo too. And I knew this would be your argument, but it's all bullshit. Then that's just yeah. taking you out of the, the frame of reality. I get it. Yep. I get it. Critics five star reviews. 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 One of the most frenetically edited studio movies ever made, JFK is a Paradox, a movie of unstoppable velocity that seems to drag on forever. All right. <laughs> JFK is, is so effective that regardless of one's agreement or disagreement with the conclusions Stone draws from the considerable research, there is no simply denying its success as a work of remarkable persuasive power. It's damn entertaining and thought provoking. If you can forget some of the hyperbole, JFK comes off of a first-rate murder thriller. Fair. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. <laughs> One doesn't have to buy the Warren Commission's version of The Nightmare in Dallas to find Stone's hysterical conspiracy theory monumentally unconvincing. As scenery-chewing entertainment, JFK would appear to be an interesting failure. While Stone has stirred up the waters with good conscience and in JFK's own parlance with Vega, most people are likely to regard JFK as BS. Sad to say, Oliver Stone's three hours of bombast did little to raise the level of discussion. I disagree. I think that film had that got everyone talking in in 91. Because I was in high school, you were too. That's dumb. Review each shit. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. This movie, <laughs> the, the movie has an attention to detail that rivals a Stanley Kubrick film. Pause. Yeah. Oof which is the highest compliment I can give. It is superbly edited, but best of all, it leaves the viewer with a thirst for additional knowledge about the JFK assassination conspiracy, so much so that Congress was compelled to act by passing the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act. There you go. This movie is fantastic. Oliver Stone will never top it. Outstanding filmmaking, great performances from the entire cast, especially Joe Pesci's manic fountain blue hotel room story. However, this film is not correct. There was no grand conspiracy at the heart of the murder of JFK. Deep analysis of the Zapruder film demonstrates this conclusively. Undoubtedly, one of the greatest films in history, stellar cast, each performing at the best 
their best without the sense of competition. This film should be required to watch, especially this day. This is clearly Oliver Stone's best movie. It uh, Have you not seen Any Given Sunday? I disagree. <laughs> and I fucking love Any Given Sunday. I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. Uh, it is his directorial masterpiece. He captured the courage, the dynam- dynamism and eloquence of Jim Garrison. Really eloquence. Whom I consider a genuine American hero. If I had to name my one film as my all-time favorite, Oliver Stone's JFK would be it without question. Written by Jim Garrison's wow. niece. <laughs> she wrote the sitting next to David, the producer, having a bourbon. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Now. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Now. Amazon one star reviews. One star review. One star review. One star. One star reviews. The only thing correct here is JFK's initials. <laughs> Oliver Stone is a great man, but his view of history is diluted. I would love to debate him or talk. I would love to try and understand why he twists the facts so dramatically. I really like him and admire him as a man, but not as a movie maker. Next one. Okay. <laughs> Next- <laughs> Next one. I went to sleep. What more can I say? <laughs> Next one. Sucks. <laughs> Brevity is the soul of wit, right, Mike? Really yeah, is. Really, exactly. The story was rushed, much like the Kennedy autopsy. Okay. Ah. Next one. He died. Spoiler did they, alert. Did they, forget to, did they forget to write four hour sins? <laughs> <laughs> last one i find those like oliver stone jim mars and others disgraceful in their continued actions claiming that anyone or any group assassinated our president even now after virtually hearing every conspiracy theory and false claim of a shooter other than lee harvey oswald shot president kennedy is appalling to me it is a dishonor to the memory of one of america's most beloved presidents and now that we know the real truth in quotes about the tragedy of that November day, I think that it's time these people stand up and admit they were wrong, and they should apologize to the American people for their continued lying and spreading false conspiracy claims simply for the purpose of making money for themselves. Signed, Ann Landers. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Israel, did Mike Price gut the sacred cow? I don't know. (laughs) Wow. I mean, Mike, you made a lot of great points. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, pension out here for believing in fantasy worlds. (laughs) But, you know, you know what? Look, here's the here's the thing. You're you're I mean, I I don't know. You could be 100 percent right about the this theory. I I, I'm not invested enough to go good to go one way or the other. But I don't I don't think as I don't think. I don't think you've destroyed it as a as a All movie right. as a as a uh, story fair enough, fair as a storytelling, fair um, you know, piece of art. All right, I think there's still a, he's, he's, he's mad. I'm mad. That's all right. That's all right. I'll accept. It's all right. Mike's gonna come murder me now. 
he's going to shoot me from a fucking book depot. Yeah, I'm going to assassinate you and then use that to get some uh, happy time. Well, you know what? I'm going to be I'm going to be wearing a gold helmet, so you can come try. <laughs> well, thank God there is no more F for, F for family season because you would not have a part in that one, ha. Huh? <laughs> Mike, you did a great job, but I I think no, JFK is really going to stand to fight another day. All right. Well, he won't. The man himself can't. But yeah, I hear you. Uh, I will say. I will say. Just in case anyone out there who really cares about this is interested at all. And I have nothing to do with this book. I don't make any money off of it, but here it is. It's called Case Closed. Just read it. If you read it, you will. And you really, if you really do believe in all the conspiracy stuff, just read it with an open mind. And I really believe that you'll come out out of it saying, "Okay." Is there uh, is there a Clips Note version? Yeah, uh, can, it's probably on an audio book. Can, can John Candy do the audio? Oh, that version would be good if, if he could. All right, Daddy O, let me tell you what happened. See, JFK's head went back into the left, tip tap back into the left, slip slap back into the left, hip hop back into the left. I just channeled uh, Scatman Carruthers in there, I think. Yeah. Mike Price, tell the folks again, what are you up to? Where can we find you? What are After you doing, buddy? Family, our fifth and sadly final season will come out on Netflix on Thanksgiving Day, November 25th. Uh, it's really great, it's epic. Our final season, so proud of it. The work I did with Bill Burr and the rest of our cast, it's fantastic. And as always, I'm still working on The Simpsons, and new episodes are out just about every Sunday. A lot of great ones coming out right now, too. Just watched the Treehouse of Horrors one this past weekend. That was fun. Yeah. Always is. Uh, Kevin Israel, how about yourself, sir? What are you up to? KevinIsrael.com for upcoming dates. I'm at Foxwoods up in Connecticut every month. So check out my calendar if you're in that area and make sure you leave us a rating and a review, five star rating and a quick review on your podcast platform of choice. It does matter. I can't say it enough. We don't get tired of saying it and we love reading and and highlighting some of your views as Kevin Goatee likes to go out, pick them. Um, The great ones make us happy and the terrible ones just make us laugh because you're always wrong. We don't get many terrible, very yeah. few. My favorite ones are, you guys are hilarious, but you cuss too much. Cuss too much. Too much goddamn profanity. Yeah. Did, did Jim Garrison's <laughs> niece write that one, too? <laughs> Kevin oh, Goatee. stars and garbage. <laughs> it's hilarious. KevinGoatee.com for dates as well as NFL picks. You get all that every Sunday, especially with my daughter eating dessert. But my NFL picks, KevinGoatee.com, Gutting the Sacred Cow on YouTube. Get that subscribe. Uh, Instagram, give us a follow. TikTok, we're on there, but we don't floss because, you know, we're in our 40s and that's worship. Mike Price, God damn it! I love seeing Thank your you face every, uh, Always every so happy often. to come. Awesome, Mike. Awesome awesome time off. We'll take care of you guys. See you later. Thank and you. Later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.